This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, everyone. What a week. As always, we've got a roundup of news for you. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, the producers Sonia Cho Swanson and Layla Muhammad are joining me to help break it all down. We're talking about the newest national monument right here in Southern Nevada, a possible expansion of the Tesla tunnels, and Harry Reid International Airport reimagined. It's Friday, March 24th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Sonia and Layla, how are y'all? Good morning. Hey, doing good. It's like we made it. We made it. How's your morning going? It is happening. I put on lotion, so I'm I'm already winning. Great start. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get into the good news of the week. I'm like, I would sing like City Cash Chicago. We're not doing it today. But <laughs> <laughs> I have good news. We have good news. Avi Kwame has been officially proclaimed a national monument. Yay! I don't know what the celebratory music sounds like, but we'll figure it out. Layla, how are you feeling about this wonderful announcement? I'm feeling really excited. I mean, we got a 500,000 acre new monument across Southern Nevada, all in Clark County. Mm -hmm. President Biden used his executive powers to establish that on Tuesday. This comes after a multi-year campaign from multiple tribal nations, local governments. This area is sacred to over 12 tribes. It is the ancestral home to the Fort Mojave Indian tribe. So it's really important to our community and indigenous tribes to make this area a sacred monument and really protect these lands. And the tortoises. And the tortoises. (laughs) Yes, and the tortoises and the animals and the wildlife everything. So it's really excited that this area is going to be protected. Right. But I know not everybody feels that way. Sonia, what have you seen from our lovely governor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So after the announcement came through, Governor Lombardo actually came out with uh, basically a complaint. It was a statement. And he said that it was federal confiscation of the lands. He said that his office had not been consulted. This was, you know, Washington governing local issues from afar. His quote is, the federal confiscation of 506,814 acres of Nevada land is a, quote, historic mistake that will cost Nevadans for generations to come. There's a lot of he said, she said kind of back and forth between the White House and Lombardo's administration. Mm -hmm. The White House says it did reach out to them. Lombardo replied that they had gotten a, a vague email from the administration to talk about maybe general issues, but didn't ever specifically mention Aviquame. So it, it seems that like there is, you know, kind of this this back and forth about, you know, who was actually consulted and what. But I think it's worth noting that as 
Layla said, this project has been in the works since 1999. The White House did work with the previous administration, the Sisolak administration, and Lombardo's only been in office since January. Yeah, and the Biden administration also said in their statement that this wouldn't slow down renewable energy development, and they identified 9 million acres that would be suitable for solar arrays. Oh my gosh, did you guys see the Las Vegas Sun publish this scathing editorial? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> After, do you see that? Yeah, I mean, they pointed out some really key phrases that Lombardo used, right? He called the supporters of this unaccountable special interests, which, yeah, which is really interesting considering this is like 48 tribes across the intertribal councils of Nevada and Arizona. Right. I was like crossing state lines. Yeah. Local governments, um, our senators. And people who live in the community were down mm-hmm. as right. well. Like when we talked to Berta from the Conservation Lands Foundation, she told us it's not just one dimensional. It's not just the tribes. It's also mm-hmm. the people who live in the area who like to go and hike and walk around and look at and be around the nature. Like they can, people can, I think, camp there too. It'd be different if it was saying, okay, this is closed. Here's a big ass fence around it. You can't come in. But it's saying we want to preserve the land as it is. And I feel like there's the mm-hmm. battle is, OK, are y'all do you want it to be the wild, wild west? And does that mean sprawling land or does that mean, OK, you guys can we can do whatever we want? And then mm-hmm. who is that we? Yeah. <laughs> if everybody can do whatever they want. And locals were also excited about the tourism money that could come in from, you know, from folks who come out there to hiking camp as well. Mm-hmm. But I think to the Las Vegas Sun editorials point too. They argue that this could have been a really historic moment to showcase Nevada unity and showcase Nevada kind of across the spectrum getting behind something that honestly makes Nevada look pretty good. Instead, um, Nevada kind of definitively made it a pretty partisan issue. Mm-hmm. But we're excited to to go check out the nature down there in Avicume. Hopefully it will bring a lot of that tourism you mentioned, Sonia, to Boulder City and Searchlight and Laughlin, who have a national, a beautiful national monument right in their backyard now. Mm -hmm. We had to plan a trip, guys. CityCast field trip. (laughs) (laughs) Live, live from Avikwame. Live from Spirit Mountain. Hey, oh my God. No, I want to do that. (laughs) Do we get signal? I mean, if we get signal out there. Right. That's the real question. All right. So we'll figure it out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So speaking of going places, (laughs) let's talk about going places slower than we thought. Elon Musk's boring company wants to expand its Tesla tunnels. So they submitted a new map for their tunnels underneath the strip to to the city government for approval last month. The new proposal is going to double the size of the loop. So the network of tunnels will be an estimated 65 miles. And then those additional 28 stations and they're going to mostly include stops to UNLV. And I'm like, okay, so are we going to just be shuttling students from (laughs) from UNLV to the strip, from the strip to UNLV? Like, I don't know who needs that and who needs also people 
who are not UNLV students. I don't know if we need people who are not UNLV students just easily able to go back and forth. <laughs> yeah, like are they parking on campus? Because that's all that's already a nightmare. We don't need more people parking on campus <laughs> to ride the loop. Nobody needs that. But it, it, it's interesting because the first pitch was made back in 2013 and then it's been the slow rollout. Layla, you actually got to ride in the tunnels at CES and mm-hmm. that was lackluster. Yeah, unimpressed. Uh, <laughs> And that, that seems to be the reviews across the board is that it's just super lackluster. So, Layla, why are transportation experts not thrilled with the Tesla tunnels? Transportation experts really aren't impressed by this because the capacity that it will move people is just not impressive. And it would maybe carry around 1,800 people an hour. And that doesn't touch anywhere near what the New York City subway moves, which is 25,000 people an hour. There's quite a few aspects of this that are difficult to manage. I mean, they're traveling in Teslas, which are hard to get multiple people in, hard to load suitcases, not very wheelchair accessible. And then it's also a closed system, so it doesn't interface with the above-ground traffic, and it's going to cost a lot of money if they were to repurpose these tunnels in any way. Yeah, I remember that episode we had with uh, Ray Delahanty from the the Loop episode we had earlier, and uh, David tried asking him, "Is there anything impressive or any anything upside any, any upsides about these Tesla tunnels?" And Ray was like, "No, no." He said the lights, <laughs> the lights, were not cool. having it. I was uh, reading a different article, and they were saying oh, well, you're immune to the weather. Like, you don't have to worry about weather. And I was like, what weather? The wind <laughs> and 65 possible days of rain? Like, what what weather are we escaping here in Vegas that's that important? And is it is it a tourist trap? Or are you trying to serve the people who live here? And it feels more like, okay, here's a weird thing you can roll in in Las Vegas, but it's a one-way tunnel. And should something malfunction as cars at some point all do, then what? You're asked out. (laughs) Like how, I think it's like there's a shaft that you can walk up. You can walk up some stairs, but what happens if you're a person who's in a wheelchair? Like it's both helpful and harmful when it comes to disabilities, I think, or like for if if you, if you're in a wheelchair or you're not able to walk around for long periods of time, because at a conference I've been winded at conferences and been like, oof, I don't want to walk across. I like, here's my first location. I got to go to this workshop over here. Sometimes it would be nice to just hop in a little shuttle and go from point A to point B. But at at certain points, though, in the event of an emergency, what are the contingencies? And so I think, yeah, it looks cute and cool that it's a one-way system, and I'm sure there'll be some sparkling lights in there. But for real, for real, build in emergency contingencies and think about wraparound services as when it comes to accessibility and then maybe like maybe it's I. Well yeah to Layla's points earlier like this these tunnels were only built to like contain a single Tesla vehicle. I think part of the test to become a Tesla driver in these tunnels is you have to be able to drive backwards in a tunnel for like <laughs> a mile or something uh, in order to like pass the test and that's because you have that's what you have to do if something gets stuck or something breaks down you have to like straight up drive backwards to the last station. Yeah, and at CES, there was even traffic jams in those tunnels, which are, like, terrible. If anyone is claustrophobic, you can just imagine being in a car in a tiny tunnel in a traffic jam. And the tunnels in its current iteration aren't even 
meeting the promises that Elon Musk said they would. He said they would be 150 miles per hour. They're going about 40. And it's interesting that he's proposing this expansion without even proving that the original plans could even be achieved. Right. But I'm wondering, Sonia, are there any upsides to the development of these tunnels? Well, yeah. So let me jump in here and uh, play the... uh... I don't know what it well is. Should we call it devil's advocate? Why not? The Elon's advocate. <laughs> the Elon's advocate. Here we go. I do actually think that Ray in our, our episode about the Tesla tunnels made a couple of good points. He reluctantly admitted that the technology used to build these tunnels is actually pretty cool. So, you know, the boring company is called the boring company, not because they're boring, <laughs> but because they literally bore into the earth. And the, the special tools they've developed to do so are actually not that disruptive on the surface. So you can actually make these tunnels without having to like move people out of their houses or, you know, out of office buildings or tear up roads on the surface. That's because they're pretty small. Again, you know, not a multi-purpose tunnel, but, you know, the fact that you can actually like make that happen without a lot of disruption is pretty cool. I think Ray also admitted that if the cars do eventually become driverless, which was part of the original plan, Mm -hmm. the whole system could become a lot more cost effective. Again, this is all in the hypothetical. And then it could just take a lot of cars off our roads. I personally think that we shouldn't think of it as a replacement for public transportation. I mean, yes, we like badly need public transportation, but I think the Tesla tunnels have to exist alongside it. I think if we think of it more as like a, a tourist attraction, again, Layla, to your point, maybe they're not that attractive. Maybe they weren't that exciting or they're a little <laughs> lackluster. So to what degree they're going to actually be a tourist attraction is up for debate. But if we think of them as something separate and not as like a, a, a functional means of transportation for the city, like you said, Vogue, not for locals, mm-hmm. then we're kind of like thinking about it maybe more accurately. I guess the ultimate question is at what cost and how much are we investing in what is a tourist attraction, basically, right? And how much we're actually investing in attraction, right? And how much are we actually investing in the public transportation that we, like, desperately need? Right. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's privately funded, but it says the loop tunnel's currently priced at approximately $10 million per mile. So, whew. That's that's what we have, according to the Boring Company's website. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, their goals, solve traffic, beautify our cities, enable the Hyperloop system. But hmm. I feel like the way that, that it was really sold and why, you know, that it was bought and purchased, why people said yes to it is because it it said one thing and then when it delivered, it delivered something else. And so low key, it's like false pretenses, bro. Hmm. False pretenses. Yeah. Do better. It, and like Layla said, it'd be nice to see a little more proof of concept before they actually expand as they're yeah. currently hoping to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, let's say it doesn't work. <laughs> let's say everybody is just like, mwah, mwah, and nobody, nobody's with it. So what happens uh, if all those vehicles get taken out tomorrow? What are we going to use those tunnels for instead? What do you think people would use them for? Ooh. Well, I think hmm. I'm going to steal this from Ray Delahanty. I think it would be really cool for like a bike path. Or a walking path. Hmm. So a lot more pedestrians can get out and walk around, especially when it's summer and we're hitting that 120 degree weather and people can walk around underground and enjoy a nice stroll. Ooh, we should totally give it over to Area 15 and they can put some like really cool like 
light up glow in the dark mushrooms and stuff. It's like the the High Line in New York, that that park they built on a highway, oh. um, mm. but underground. Oh, you know, make it like pretty and like naturey, but like underground naturey. Ooh, that would be cool. I think you should combine the two things. So I think we should get some sexy art and get that painted all up in there. And then I think they should just do marathons there. That's what makes sense oh. to me. So then like Layla, you already ran a marathon <laughs> on the strip. I mean, because the width is the width of a car. So I feel like people could possibly do it. So I feel like that would be interesting. Maybe, but then that would take away from all the pretty sights. Oh. It's going to be sexy art, Layla. Are you, <laughs> are you not following the pro- It's going to be great. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, here's my other idea, guys. Make it a giant slip and slide. A giant underground slip and slide. <laughs> Was that the one? Yeah, you run. I, we never had one. We just watched the commercials for it. But it always looked like the impact for your chest and your stomach just always looked like. So painful. Super painful. They'd have to put yeah. fake grass down there for me to even consider That's true. It. Yeah, a little padding. But you know what? It could happen. They can make it work. These are great ideas, you guys. Take to the bank. Let's talk about other methods of transportation. Let's talk about our airport. The Las Vegas airport set an all-time record for passengers in 2022 with 52.6 million travelers coming through, which is cool because that that explains a component of our economy and it's on the up and up. But obviously it could still use some work. Bless our airport's heart. (laughs) (laughs) There are very few airports that I really enjoy anyways. And that's my least favorite part of traveling. Fair. Unless I'm in Chicago, because then I can go and get all the foods that I can't get anywhere else and then put them in my bag and be like, all right, uh-huh. let's go. So if there was something y'all could change about Harry Reid International Airport, what would you change? This is why I kind of am a little torn because Terminal 1, our OG original airport, is, you know, a little faded. It kind of <laughs> smells like old popcorn. It reminds me of maybe like an older casino. Yes. Um, and Terminal 3 is like so shiny and new and sleek. But it also doesn't feel very Vegas to me. Hmm. So like I would love to see Terminal 3 get a little more of like that Vegas feel. And then maybe like Terminal 1 to get a little bit of like a freshen up, you know, maybe get rid of some of that really old carpet mm-hmm. <laughs> in Terminal 1. Terminal 3, for example, could use some like nature scenes from the, from the Mojave Desert. Give us some like murals of like Joshua trees and like desert tortoises and, you know, like give me a little bit more of that Nevada feel. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd say for I one. But I, I have more ideas. I want to hear what Layla has to say. Mm-hmm. I think our food in... Um, oh my God, yes. Yeah, I <laughs> yes. think our food in all the terminals could be a bit better. Get some like cool restaurants in there. I'm specifically thinking about the last time I went to the Philadelphia airport. They have such good Philly cheesesteaks. And I know Las oh. Vegas doesn't really have a food that's mm-hmm. equivalent to the Philly cheesesteak like Philadelphia. Right, with our name on it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But I think there's more to be desired with the food, especially when you're in there, you have a long layover, or your flight gets Mm -hmm. delayed and you're spending more time in the airport. You want to go to, we have tons of bars, of course. Mm. And you can go sit at a bar, sit at a California pizza kitchen bar. We have some fast food joints in there. But I feel like I want a more Vegas-style dining in the airport. Yeah, a local restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, I get a local that. chain, like Makers and Finders. That would be good. Evil Pie mm-hmm. feels very, like, local Vegas. Mm-hmm. You got the whole, like, kind of... I need a Tacos El Gordo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. No, exactly, exactly. 
I would love to. I mean, if you could pick one local restaurant to go into the airport or bar, what would you pick? I think Tagotarian. Ooh. That's the other one. I was like, what's the other one I was thinking? I feel like that's a good, like, I can get on the plane, not feel too, Mm -hmm. like, full and heavy, Mm -hmm. feel, like, fresh. And after some really good tacos, I think. So I want to see Tagotarian in the airport. I feel like that's it, you guys. The Makers and Finders, Tagotarian, Tacos El Gordo. Apparently, we're taco people in Vegas. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. There's There's at least one more spot that's, like, a only in Vegas kind of place. What about a local brewery that makes Nevada beer? I think like Tanea Creek would make sense just for like the name and the title. And then there's like, you know, there's three or four around town. So I feel like when you come into the airport, it it's it's like the the clear irritation that I have with all things Vegas. It's like you get off the you get off the airport, pe- people on the plane are like, Woo, Vegas. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going home. You Yeah. So I'm like annoyed anyways on the way home from places. But then I get off the plane and I'm like, this isn't even this isn't representative of my city. Exactly. I actually want like a little secret, like I need VIP the way Secret Pizza is. I need a VIP area of the airport that's just for locals, which is really messed up and exclusionary. (laughs) But this is how I fucking feel, you guys. (laughs) Like you have to show your Nevada ID like you do at the parking garages to get free parking. Yes. Uh I want free parking and I'm (laughs) forever free parking. A locals only lounge. I think that would be very Vegas. And like a good view of the Mm -hmm, city. mm -hmm. It should have a rock climbing wall, you guys. It should (laughs) it's like themed after Red Rock. It should have a wall. That is genius. I I want Vegas stuff. My oh, the rock climbing wall is actually genius. I love that. Okay, and I have one more complaint, which is that our gift shops, no offense, but offense, <sighs> they kind of suck. <laughs> Nobody wants like the a, a hundredth horrible keychain of the Las Vegas Strip <laughs> skyline. Like, you know what would actually be amazing? Okay, there's that local gift shop downtown called Local Oasis. Oh. oh. And they sell an amazingly curated selection You're of right. goods by locals that represent our desert, represent our state. Yes, there is some like Las Vegas kind of themed stuff, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's like a lot of it's locally made and it's just so much cooler. And then you could actually sell in a gift shop products that are made and or food that's made in Nevada. There are people who like make their own like beef jerky here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that pig farm out in the north side of Las Vegas that like actually sells bacon and pork now from the pigs that are fed from the casino leftovers. So you could actually have like a package of bacon that's casino leftover pig, you know, or something, you know, (laughs) like there's so many cool ways you could do gifts from Las Vegas, I think. You Mm -hmm. guys, what if there was a John Mull, like (laughs) roadkill grill (laughs) somewhere inside of the airport? (laughs) I would pay $49 for a spirit flight to nowhere and just go hang out in the airport all day. If the airport looked like we just described, mm-hmm. that is what I would do. I love our airport, the City Cast Las Vegas airport, so much more. Yes, so good. And I mean, you know, but shout out to the Ethel M's because that's really the only gift shop okay. that matters to me is the Ethel M's inside. And I think there's at least two. So I'm like, I can Fair. get chocolates. And there is a mural at the D Gates that was painted by Harold Bradford um, from Left of Center oh. Art Gallery. So it's, nice. I think it's an eight foot mural nice. that they painted, I think, like four or five years ago maybe longer <laughs> so okay there's art there that's themed and it's all our landscape but you i don't know who flies through d-gate because i don't think i ever have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the monorail system is getting an upgrade so hopefully oh. we see some new tech coming in there word awesome nice well, Sonia and Layla, this has been amazing. We should create all the things. It's been lovely talking yes. with y'all. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Vogue. Thanks, Vogue. 
that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Our lead producer is Sonia Cho Swanson. Our producer is Layla Muhammad. Our newsletter editor is Scott Dickensheets. And our hosts are me, Vogue Robinson, and David Figler. Music is by OG Moose, All the Kimonos, and Epidemic Sound. We record this show on the traditional homelands of the new movie, The Southern Paiute People. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Take care.